This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Hey, everybody. My next guest is the sister whale. All right. She is packing up NFTs after NFTs in her bag. She's an author, a radio show host, but ultimately, ultimately, she is an absolute champion from what I can see and is an advocate for women in the NFT space. So Randy Zuckerberg, what's up? Oh my gosh, I should have worn, I actually have a necklace with a little whale on it. I should have worn it for you today, but uh, um, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so delighted to be talking all things women, crypto, NFTs. I could not be more pumped. Well, I am so happy to have you here because we've been speaking to each other since January where the pre-homework happens for this interview. It feels like you've been on the track to working a million miles per hour. So I think I just want to start by asking you, what floors have you been sweeping lately? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Meta Angels was my biggest sweep that I've ever done. I, I think that project is so awesome for both art and the utility. Um, I'm really glad that I picked up a lot of world of women, uh, given how that project is doing. And Boss Beauties Damn. is another um project that I've picked up a lot of that's gaining a ton of traction in the space. So those are just three, but I think I own something like almost 300 NFTs now. So um, there's nice, nice, nice. so Get many. Sweeping. Navion World is another project that I've been sweeping. That's an NFT that actually comes with the jewelry in real life that your art is wearing in the image. So yeah. like, how, how can I not sweep that? I love jewelry. So. All right. Get the pen to paper, <laughs> make all your notes. And I've heard of those projects and, you know, it sounds like they're safe projects being involved with. Um, okay. So I think I want to dig a little bit deeper into the bag and ask you what projects are you sort of in the long run for? Because I think the NFT space, some people flip, some people get rid of it, some people are just, you know, get it in there and just forget about it. Get, go a little bit deeper for me. The projects that you know you're going to hold on to for a long dear time. Sure. Well, I'm not a flipper. Uh, I, I think I've sold only three NFTs out of my entire collection ever. And I was sorry. I had regret after I sold them. <laughs> so I, I'm not a flipper. I'm not here to like do a quick sell. For me, when I pick up an NFT, first of all, I have to love the art because I have to feel, you know, even if I never make one cent off of this, that I'm still happy that I own this piece of art in my collection. Mm. But most of all, I really look for projects that I like to say have a... Um, in in regular terms, you would say a product market fit. In crypto, mm -hmm. I like to say a product community fit. So I look for, for projects, for NFT projects in particular, that the community is really excited about, has a strong, healthy community and a vision for the long term. And those are the kind of projects I want to buy into. I'm, I'm not as much the person who's participating in every mint, hoping that one of them goes to the moon. I like to spend some time in discord, spend some time on Twitter, do my research on the founding team, and then slowly buy in over time. 
I mean, Randy, this is the conversation just between you and I, but, you know, it's got to go out to the world. If you had to pick one project, one project that's your favorite, what would you go for? I can't pick that. I have, so I run an accelerator. I run an, I run an accelerator called Blue Plug. You can't ask me to choose between my babies. I love Fine. all your babies. Fine. But Fine. I, I, I promise you over this uh, conversation, I'll shout out a few, but I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm like mama bear NFT over here and I love all my babies are beautiful. <laughs> you are, you are. Okay, so let's step back a little bit. Okay, so for people who are completely new to you, can you just go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure. I've definitely had a very kind of odd career trajectory. Um, I My dream my entire life was to be an actress. And so then, of course, I wound up in Silicon Valley working on the front lines of social media, as one does when they want to be an actress, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, it was an incredible experience working alongside my brother at Facebook. I thought I would be there for a weekend. I was there for almost a decade. Um, and I wow. had a, a really a front row view on Web2, on what it was like building Web2 from the ground up. Um, and, uh, I, it was right around my 32nd birthday, you know, by then you kind of give up on, uh, a lot of those dreams you had as a child. And I got yeah. a call out of the blue asking uh -huh. if I wanted to star in a Broadway musical. And yeah. it, was an, yeah. it was an 80s rock Broadway musical called Rock of Ages. And it was just, I felt like. I felt like I had let all my dreams go and somehow they still came back to find me again. Yeah, we'll go back into, we'll go further into that. Do you still remember a line from uh, from that play? <laughs> yes, well, um, gosh, I, I got to sing like such songs like We Built This City and Final Countdown and Journey. Yeah. Oh, like, nice, nice. These rock songs. Um, awesome. And uh, that took my career on a completely different trajectory uh, because I had also just found out that morning that I was pregnant. And Aww. so um, I, the, the producers of the Broadway show, they were saying, you know, maybe in a few months, come join us on Broadway. I was like, I will begin on Monday. <laughs> I'm like, I'm nice. doing the clock in my head of like how, you know, when, you know, I just found pregnant how long do i have to do this and it's the beginning of a new career okay so <laughs> so sorry you mentioned um a, a new company that you've recently started so go ahead and tell me a little bit more about that is it called hug i'm seeing it on twitter but i can't keep up because there's just so much going on right now so tell me a little bit more about hug Sure. So hug really stemmed from the fact that I've had these two identities my whole career, that I've had this mm. techie identity and I've also been an artist. And and I, I've really felt like I never fit into either of those worlds. I was always too much of an artist for the techie crew and too mm -hmm. techie for the artists. Um, but when NFTs and crypto came along, it suddenly all made sense to me. I was like, this is a world where tech and the arts come together. And I felt like I had a rare perspective as someone who had both lived through the front lines of Web 2 
and knew what it was like to be on stage and put art out there. I had a unique perspective that I felt I could help new creators in the space. So uh, I launched Hug. Um, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. It was only about six weeks ago. And uh, Hug is real is a platform to help creators in Web3. Mm -hmm. We have an incubator called Group Hug. Uh, we have a program for really early stage projects that are are still working towards their mint called Hedge Hug. And then we have uh, the Hug Hub, which is a, a curation and discovery platform uh, where you'll be able to go and actually find details on thousands of NFT collections and sort by female founded, LGBTQIA founded, black founded. Um, and you'll be able to find out more information on NFT projects that resonate with your personal mission. Fantastic. Okay. So um, I want to ask you, what's the incentive there from an artist's point of view and, and an investor's point of view? I think just from seeing what I read about Hug is, I want to know why how can I ask this question? Why artists and investors should take this time to hug it out? Yes. Well, and first of all, the name hug, I know it's a little silly and cheesy. I'm kind of a cheesy person, but I really, you know, there's so much about the crypto space that feels very intimidating and very unwelcoming. And so mm -hmm. I wanted everything that I do in the space to feel like a warm, fuzzy embrace, you know, very welcoming, very friendly. So that's why um, we picked the name hug. Now, I think from the creator perspective, what I'm seeing is that there are a lot of artists, people that don't have formal business training or background that are mm. seeing a lot of success in Web3 because it doesn't really matter what you did beforehand. This is a brand new space for everyone. But there are some advantages if you have some business know-how and some skills. Right. So right. I think from a, an artist and a, a creator point of view, going through our accelerator or working with us um, in that way, can it, it's almost like you're armed with a, a group of people that have your back on the business front right. and you right. can focus on your art. On the collector side, it's really hard to find good projects. It's really hard to determine what's just hype and frenzy and what's an actual good community. Um, it can be hard to find things that are aligned with your values. There seems to be dozens of new projects that are launching every week. Um, and so we really- It's a lot of homework. Yeah, yeah, it's a ton of homework. And most people, you know, have other jobs, they have their lives, they have families, they don't have time to pour through hundreds of, of projects like my team and I do. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.